Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Common Man Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe as well as write a review. Now let's get to it. All right, folks, here we are again. Uh, finally got done with our projections. Uh, we did the AFC. If you hadn't listened to that podcast, please go give it a listen. We're going to jump into our NFC stuff right now. Um, we'll start, we're going to target some, talk about some different things in each conference and then go from there. First, we'll pull up the NFC East. And the first thing that popped out to me was I have uh, Rager as our number one receiver. And he is listed as our number 40 guy overall in our rankings. And we've got him for 60 catches, 808, and seven touchdowns. I just don't see nobody else getting it. Alshon's going to be out. He's going to be hurt. I don't know how if he, when he comes back, how healthy he's going to be. Now, of course, Ertz is ahead of Rieger in that. We got him with 86 catches and got Goddard at 53, which is a little behind him. But uh, that's one of the teams in the East that I was going to focus on and talk about was uh, Rieger being wide receiver 40. And he could finish higher. I really like the kid. Yeah, I, I like Rigger too. He, he's going to be a so he, he's going to be solid for for him. I, I, I believe could be a good player. Uh, you want to, coach? Go ahead and give us one of yours. My my biggest thing was um, was I'm trying to get Gibson in all of my drafts. Um, he he he's got an ADP of, of, of late seventeenth round, and Geis has got an ADP of of late. Seventh round. The question I've got for everybody is: is Do you want do you want to get you pick up a seventh round pick for 115 points, or you could get a guy that we think is going to get about 152 points for you in the 17th round? I know that sounds like it's not very much. It's because it's not. It's only 9.2 points, and it's about two points a week is what it comes out to be. It's not a big deal, but the big deal is. You can take that in the seventh round, or you can wait, or you can give up two points a week and get something in the seventeenth round. To me, that's a big deal. Now, all right, let me ask you this: in a standard league, are you trying to get guys instead of Gibson? No, and, and and here's the reason why is because we we've heard so much about Gibson about how. Rivera thinks he's going to be the next McCaffrey. And, you know, he he's still sitting. I don't know where we got him. I'm trying to pull down here. He's still – we still have him at, at at getting the majority of the carries. We st- And, and guy, guys is sitting there at, at 105 points. And, and and Gibson's still sitting there at 128 without his receptions. And so if he if he gets a hundred if he gets a hundred carries, it, we're, we're in good shape right there for my 17th round. I, I'm looking at him as as an RB four maybe five and a flex in the 17th. But I'm getting a starter 
he's going to be a, eventually the starter in Washington by the time the season comes to to a halt and before playoffs start. He's going to be a starter, and you're going to pick him up in the 17th round. That's a steal to me. Yeah, I I will tell everybody this: the next show, uh, we will name whatever the bird is in the background. It sings real pretty. We, he's been on every episode. <laughs> We're going to have to name him something next time. But you can always tell when it's nice weather here in West Tennessee because that bird is always out. I just barely can't hear him. But I heard him just a, just a couple times. I was like, all right, it must be nice up there in Coach Wick's hometown. You, you know what it's called? It's called having a two-year-old at home. So you, you come outside <laughs> and you're sitting outside while he's the, inside. The lesser of two evils. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my uh, – ne- I got one more in the East I want to talk about. Okay. You know, the Cowboys, everybody likes the Cowboys. They drafted C.D. Lamb, which gives them three really good receivers. And I kind of want to go over how we broke them down. Um, We give Cooper 81 catches, Gallup 75, and Lamb 61. It ended up putting Cooper as the wide receiver 10. Gallup is 27 and Lamb at 49. Here's the thing with Cooper. I don't. He makes me nervous when I draft him. After doing some research, I saw where he was injured last year. You know, he wasn't 100% for every game. They're going to throw it a lot. He is a phenomenal talent. And I just think we've got him as 24 more points than Gallup for the year, which is only two points. Now, we'll get into some ADP stuff in a couple podcasts from now, and it might be more helpful to get Gallup, you know. And Jamal Adams is still wanting to come to the Cowboys, which I think the trading – part is going to be the Cowboys sending Gallup to the Jets for that. If, But until that happens, we're going. To, I'm just going to stick with the way they are right now. If I can get Cooper in that three, four turn, something like that, then I'm probably going to take him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the, other, the other thing I wanted to touch bases on, which, which is you know, I, you know, I try to, try to do the, the running backs as much as I can for us. And after we did the NFC and we plugged them into our projection sheet, eight of the top 12 running backs are from the NFC. And while we're on the NFC East, the reason I didn't talk about them is because it's only, I think it's obvious, but three of those come from the East and that's Sanders, Elliott and, and Barkley. So, we're running back heavy in the in that conference in the East. So, well, there was something else I took from from this whole thing was was the running back how running back heavy the NFC is. Yeah. Um, and you know that that's that's one thing that when you look at passing games too, the NFC had a bunch of receivers jump to the top and. I think the reason might be a lot of your NFC NFC teams, you know, just me thinking off the top of my head, playing better with weather year round. Yes, absolutely. Uh, minus a couple AFC teams, but um, you know, if you can get one of those NFC East backs in the first round, you better take them. One of those three, not the fourth one. Uh, no, not the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> one of the three, yeah. So let's move on to the North now, and uh, I got a couple I'm going to talk about, but the first one is. Uh, Green Bay's number two guy. It looks like it's going to be Alan Lazard after we did our projections. But, you know, their number two is still not real high. He finishes our wide receiver 53 right now. Uh, 
we had him for 46, 655, and 5. They just have so many guys in that classified number two to number five receiver range, basically after Devontae Adams is the biggest thing. Um, I just don't see somebody stepping up in that 70 to 80 catch range. Rodgers does a good job of spreading the ball around. He's not the only guy that he's going to target over and over is Devontae Adams. I don't know. You know, it's still to see um, if it is going to be Lazard. He said some good things in the offseason about Lazard. And, you know, it, it just – I just don't know of a Green Bay receiver number two guy that I would draft and be happy with unless I – you know, if I can get Lazard in that, oh, I don't know, 12-team league, probably around the ninth, 10th round, 11th maybe. I probably would look at that because he's in an offense that is going to throw it a good bit. And uh, if somebody tries to take Devontae Adams away, somebody else has to step up. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, last night we were talking to a, a gentleman that was calling about a trade offer for, for us to take a look at. And, and one of the trade offers, part of the trade offer was, was Rodgers. And when you look at that eh, – eh, he was getting Rodgers and having to give up somebody else. We don't even want to get into, but <laughs> I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at who Rodgers is going to throw to. He's going to throw to a little back and he's got, uh, he's got one receiver and I'm just not so sure Rodgers is, is the deal. I don't not It's not Rodgers that I'm, that I'm worried about. I'm worried about the personnel and, <laughs> in Green Bay and that's one of them they they could have done a lot better with their first round pick they could have gotten him some help period yeah, I don't know how good that situation is between the coach and the quarterback uh it was some rumblings last year they didn't really get along um you know I don't know if that's fixed or not but about that trade-off for what I'm just going to throw it out there it was uh you have to help me remember this guy was getting Rodgers Derrick Henry and Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas. But he was giving up Lamar Jackson. Um, I can't remember who those two were now. Can you? I'm trying to think. Uh, Derek, was it Derrick Henry? Yeah. I'm pulling, hey. it up right, I'm pulling it up if I can get to it. Here it is. He was getting Aaron Rodgers, Michael Thomas, Derrick Henry, giving up Lamar Jackson, Robert Woods, and Austin Eckler. Yeah. Well, you know, here's my thing. Robert Woods to Michael Thomas is an upgrade. That was that's good for the for his trade. Austin Eckler to Derrick Henry, probably an upgrade. That's another good thing. But man, Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, that canceled the whole deal after looking at it. At first I said, yeah. When I was just talking it out, and then I sat back and looked, there's so much upside, and you hit on this with the rushing aspect of Lamar Jackson. You just that's just a deal you can't make. Yeah, you're, you're getting a you're, you're getting a, a running back and a quarterback all in one, and he got him in a in a great round. His team is amazing, and people are going to want to start trading with him because he's got so much. And to me, it was after you did that. Even if you got rid of Lamar Jackson, it, it was an even trade, and and we can get into trades once the season starts if you yeah. want to. But I, I'm just that there's either you have a need or you win a trade. Period. 
I mean, if you're going to lose a trade, it's because you need something really bad, whether it be a wide receiver or what, and then you take the bullet for something else, that's fine. But when you are in such good shape as this guy is, you've got to win that trade, in my opinion. You don't want to break even, so why trade if you're going to break even if you don't really need anything? And he doesn't need anything. He's got a great team. Yeah. What's your uh, takeaway from the NFC North? The NFC North, I got uh, again. I'm staying right there with the with the running backs, and my my big thing is um, one of them. Here's my two thing. One is is Cook. All right, if you're gonna get Cook in, in the first, if you got the first four picks and you grab Cook, you really need to put a, a, a marker somewhere with with Madison. Uh, and you need to get him before his ADP right now is about the eleventh. I would start trying to target him if you get him in, in the ninth or so because of his upside. We we have him uh, on our seat pretty, pretty high up there as a handcuff, and we don't handcuff very many of them, but you're looking at 541 rushing yards even if he stays healthy. And uh, I'm talking Cook staying healthy. And 107 yards re- receiving – He's something that you you can stash and, and keep on the side because this is a an offense that will not change if Cook gets hurt or holds out. Uh, but my big thing is I wanted to mention that, but my big thing is the 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 um, Chicago Bears running backs. Uh, we've got we got Montgomery as our running back thirty, and we got. Cohen as our running back 32 but if you look at their at their ADPs there's a four round difference and so I'm staying away from Montgomery if I have a chance to get if I can get Cohen in like the ninth round instead of having to pick up Montgomery in the fifth I can really load up in those four rounds with with something other than than a mid-range running back. And I can take Cohen, and Cohen can be a flex for me. Give me 164 points for, for the season. When I use him, he's probably going to get me about 10 points maybe that night. And and, and that's good enough for, for somebody in the ninth round to give me about 9 to 10 points. So that was my big takeaway is, is I'm pretty much going to stay away from Montgomery in the fifth round when he's going to get 173 points and Cohen's going to get 164 yeah, I can see that, you know, and if you don't draft for a month, you're in a little better shape with Cook, but if you draft in, in the next month or so, I doubt the deal gets done very soon. They've got about a month to get this deal knocked out. I think Minnesota kind of lowballed the first offer. So yes. They're back at the table for a little bit more, and he should he should get more. I don't know what exactly what he's asking, um, but I'm I have – and I've been following Cook since he was in high school to Florida State to hear, listen to him talk, been around people that know him. I just really think he loves the game of football. I don't think he'll set out. He could burn me and say, and he is, but I just don't see him setting out of football. You know, he played a lot of times at Florida State when he really shouldn't have played from injury-wise. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. All right. NFC South, we'll go on down there. Um I want to talk about one that everybody's talking about um, the Falcons tight end, Hurst. 
they're not really talking about him. They're talking about what the one last year did, Hooper, who's a, who's in the Browns. And I've watched film on both of them. Hurst is a better athlete, probably a better player. Once he gets that chemistry with, with Matt Ryan going, I believe we've got him as tidy in nine. He is going fairly late in a draft. Uh, we've got him with 65 catches, which is a, a lot of catches for a tight end. But my thing is, there's going to be so much outside leverage from secondaries because you've got Ridley and Julio out wide. That's hard to deal with. And you got Gurley, who, healthy or not, if he is healthy, then I think Hurst could get up to 70 in the mid 70 catches because it's going to be so much emphasis on Gurley. Um, but we got him for 65 and 683. And I'll be honest, I am going to watch that situation carefully and might move him up some. Yeah. You, anybody that's going to catch a ball in, in Atlanta, when, when you've got Matty Ice is going to throw the ball 600 times. Yeah. We don't have is, – is, I'd have to go back and look. But is he our only 600? I think he is our only guy that we we've got that's going to attempt 600. There's we've got some close ones at 590 and some other things like that, but I think he's the only one that goes over 600. Yeah, I'm pulling, including Mahomes. I'm pulling it up right now. We got Mahomes at 573, Prescott at 582, the old man Tom Brady at 590. Yeah, Matt Ryan at 602, and hey, yeah, he is the only one. Well, see, there there you go. And that's why I've got a note here on um, – you're talking about Hurst and, and, and Ridley and Jones. That's who I wanted to go with. Their numbers are so close. They're two that, – that's two wide receivers that are going to be 1,000-yard back uh, wide receivers. And it's difference in taking – are you going to take Jones in, in the top of the – or the late first round or right at the turn? Or can you get a running back, right? Another running back. I, I, I'm thinking you can probably get two solid running backs if you're if you're at the tail end of, of the draft. You get two solid running backs there. And you can get Ridley in the fourth. And if you're getting Ridley, a thousand-yard back uh, receiver, I keep saying back, I'm sorry, um, in the fourth round, late fourth round when he's been going, and his best balls and all that, it, that that's money to make. And, yeah, I, and I think if their offense is going to flourish depending on the health of Gurley, if he's 100% healthy, which, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of carries last year, he might be. I, I think so. I think he's he's got a really good shot at being a, a big deal in their offense, and he's – He's going. That's the other one I've got. I mean, I've stuck kind of stuck with Atlanta here. I know everybody's on the the Tampa Bay bandwagon and the McCaffrey bandwagon, and not to mention you got the guy that's never won an MVP that should have won two or three of them by now, and Breeze and the Saints. But I think the the factor in the NFC South right now, and the one to look out for, is going to be Atlanta. Yeah, you know, it's just like you said, it's the opportunity that their the players are going to have. Yeah. That much. Um, we'll jump to the NFC West, and I got two um, that I'll go over real quick. The first easy one is I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I got Woods ranked a head cup. I have since – I think I told you that in February. Yep, you sure Robert, did. Robert Woods was going to be my guy. 
that's who I'm all over. He ended up being our wide receiver nine, and Cup was the wide receiver 12. I just have watched them play a lot, and I believe that Woods is going to steal more of the Brandon Cooks targets than Cup is. That's just my feeling on watching the play progression, watching where he ends up in his routes, and I think he's going to be that guy. They're really close. You know, I can't fault you for taking either one, but so far in every draft I've had, when both of them are there, I'm ta- I took Woods every time. I-, I don't have any cup on any team so far, uh, which is might might not be smart. Uh, my other one is the San Francisco situation. You know, it come out I think last week or last seven to ten days that Debo Samuel has a Jones fracture. How long is he going to be out? He should be ready for season. But when we, we were doing this, we looked up uh, another receiver who had the Jones fracture, and he was on the same timetable. And I, it's the guy, he was at San Francisco. Uh, I can't think who it was we even looked up that had the Jones fracture. We was going to oh. get some targets. Um, Taylor, wasn't it Taylor? I think that's right. And, you know, he – he was on timetable to come back. We ended up having four more surgeries because of the Jones fracture. And Debo is such a dynamic player. That's a hard injury for him to come back from. So because of that, we got the rookie as the number one receiver in San Francisco's offense. Uh, Ayuk, Ayuk, I think it's Ayuk is how you say it. Yeah. Um, now, it's very close. We just we We did Debo for 13 games. And uh, he ended up being a wide receiver 55. Well, he looks wide receiver 54. But y'all, everybody watch San Francisco play. They want to run the football. That's what they're going to do. If they're in, they're going to try to get in good game script, let that defense eat, and let them running backs run. And that's what he's always done. That's how his dad was. That's how everybody he's been around has played the game. And that's what he's going to do. But this rookie is going so late because ahead of him, you got Rieger at Philadelphia going. You got Jefferson going. You've got C.D. Lamb going. All these big-name guys going. But then everybody's forgetting about this little West Coast guy who can flat-out play. And and played under a, a, a professional system at Arizona State. Yes. Yep. So who's yours for down there in the, in the West? <laughs> This one is probably going to make a couple people laugh, but I didn't have – I'm a running back guy, and I didn't have Sanders or Drake on my radar whatsoever when we first started. I didn't want any part of them. I didn't like the systems that they were in, and I sure didn't like Sanders for, for sure. Right. And uh, we started putting them in – we started crunching our numbers into our system that we that we came up with, and – both of them ended up being our nine and ten running backs. Now they're both going right now. Their ADPs are, are late second round, and we have them as our nine and ten. Now they're both thousand yard backs, and they're both going to get about two hundred sixty points. And that's about we we've, we've got that's just taking consideration. We've got Kamara getting. Uh, he's our fifth guy, and he's going to get. 290 points. Now, am I going to take Kamara over these two? Absolutely. If Kamara, if I have a chance to get Kamara, I'm getting Kamara. But it's 30-point difference between the between these two and Kamara at 290. 
and these guys are both right at 260 points. And I, I just, again, there I was going to, I, I was taking picks early before we got our, our projections done by heart and not by head. And now that for, for sure, I'm taking these guys. Even Sanders having that offensive lineman go down, he's still going to be the man there. They've got a, a great offensive-minded coach that will take care of, of Sanders' carries. So that that was my big one was was those two guys. Yeah, and I think Sanders, we neither one were real high on Sanders. We knew how good he was. But, you know, we he might have cost us a takedown. Well, I'm not going to say he cost it. He couldn't help it. One of those games last year where Boston Scott vultured those two touchdowns when Sanders yes. would get us down the field and Scott scored both of them, I yes. think that cost us a takedown. It made us – he left a kind of a sour taste in our mouth, which is why you got to do projections with right. what you think is going to happen to get that out. Because so many times, as long as I've been doing this and you've been doing this, we have learned from week to week you got to forget about that bad outing because that will – nine times out of ten, that bad outing guy, especially DFS – He's 42% on. He sucked. It was awful. Next week, he's 8% on and goes off and would have won you something, but you're still mad at him for the week before. You just got to have that short memory. Absolutely. Um, now we're going to get into our values. Uh, we each picked a player from each position. We'll go down through our values uh, and compare them to ADP. Uh, my first one, we'll get into quarterbacks. And I was shocked when we when I sorted our final rankings and put them all in order. Uh, Daniel Jones ended up being our quarterback number eight. ADP, he's going as quarterback number 15. But here's the thing about quarterbacks. I don't want you to say, oh, I got to take Jones in the sixth or seventh round. No. In our rankings, quarterback number seven, once you get out of those top five, Mahomes, Jackson, Prescott, Murray, after really those four, number six or seven to number 16, there's only 30 points separate those. That's only 1.8 points a game. That's why everybody waits so late to grab quarterbacks because if you don't get one of those top four or five and you don't have to reach to get them, be happy with what you get because once you, if you try to reach and get a quarterback, then the guy who takes Kamara is going to, beat you to death when you have to turn around and take I don't know uh, I'm trying to think of somebody on top of my head, Mostert or somebody like that they're yeah, making a huge difference compared to what you're trying to make up but Daniel Jones did shot me being quarterback 8 and he's one especially in Dynasty you need to grab a hold of y- yes hey, while, we're, while we're staying the quarterback thing my value and and I think this is a value. I still probably wouldn't take him this early, but he he's been he's been dropping farther than that. But uh, is is TB twelve, and he he's going right now in the eighth round, and he's going to throw. He's in an offense that's going to throw forty seven hundred. I mean he he's forty seven hundred yards. Yeah. So we got him projected as he's our quarterback seven. I think. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. He's right ahead of he's right ahead of Jones. Now, now Jones is a great uh, is a better value, absolutely, because he's gonna he might even go on. I mean, he won't go undrafted, but he's gonna go down there in in the 
seventh. He's going down there with Gibson in the seventeenth round. So, you know, he he's not going very early. But uh, TB twelve. If you're looking to get a solid veteran quarterback that uh, is going to give you solid numbers every week, you, you can. And you've missed out on the on the the big five up at the top. You can you can take Brady and, and feel good about yourself. Yeah. Uh, from there, we'll go to running back. My running back, and I'm anxious to see yours, but mine is Tevin Coleman. Uh, he's our running back, 35, ADP. He's the RB45 going. He's only 23 points from being in the top 30. Well, if he's going ADP at RB45, you're talking about way down there in the 11th, 12th, 13th round. They're going to, last year they run this 49ers run the second highest run percentage per play at 51%. And they're, that was only behind the Ravens. Moster can't carry that load. He's trying to build for 200 carries. Well, if you're talking about 51%, there's a lot more than 200 carries to go around. And Tevin Coleman is probably going to be it. Shanahan brought him in when he was there. I mean, uh, yeah, my mind went blank for a minute. They brought him in because. That's who he wanted. He wanted it for him to get the ball. He wanted for him to be the man after the McKinnon deal kind of fell off. Uh, McKinnon's trying to get back in. I don't know. That's a hard injury to come back from. But I have taken Tevin Coleman late several times. People don't want to draft him, and it's because of that recency memory, I guess you call it, of most are going off in those games. Yeah. But – Coleman each week, you know, you talking about 10, 11, 12 points. I'll take that from a 12, 13 rounder in my flex to make up on some stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. My big thing, you're talking about memory and people remembering things like the Super Bowl and stuff like that. One, one that's crazy for me is that they're not thinking about is is Williams. But now yeah. with that AFC, I'm not going there. Uh, my value is, is Acres. He's he's one point away from being an RB two for us, less than a point really. I mean, and he he's the upside that he has in that offense. He's going to take away. He's going to be the next Gurley there, and he, we've got him at two hundred carries. So he very easily could be a thousand yard back, and he can catch the football out of the backfield. We got him at two hundred for eight hundred. But he can very well get 240 carries easy there, and 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 be over, and, and be close to a thousand yards, and then being able to catch the football, getting him in the sixth round, he's a perfect RB three flex player for me, by far. And I didn't even, when we started doing this, and, and you can attest, I, I didn't even know who this kid was until we started putting numbers together, and then I had to start looking them up and doing some research on them, and this. This cat right here can play. Yeah, you know, I watched him. Of course, being close to Memphis, I watched Henderson play a lot. Um, being a Florida State guy, I watched almost every one of Acres' senior games on film. I watched him play every down at Florida State. He's I, I hate it for Henderson, but he's better. I mean, there's no yeah. way around it. He's a better football player. Uh, he's a hard-nosed runner. He is unbelievably strong in the weight room. And so I, I think 200, 240 carries he can handle. Yes. Uh, he took a beating at Florida State and 
kept getting up and kept going behind a awful offensive line. I know people throw that out a lot, but I mean, his mentality is you get up and go again. He was, I never saw him get discouraged. I never saw him hold his head. He was always ready for the next carry. Wanted to put the team on his back. And that says a lot for a kid in that situation. Like he was in last year. Yes. And, and one thing that I, I kind of compared him to, and, and I could be totally wrong, but, but uh, like a David Johnson, I mean, he, he can catch football and, and he can run the football. And, and Johnson's one of them that we have for 240 carries at 1,000 yards. He right. can very easily get 40 more carries there and, and, and catch the ball just like Johnson does. I mean, he's just as good of a receiver as he is runner. So that, that's my upside guy. And I'll be, if he was at LSU, people have been talking about him just like they are about Clyde Edwards Hilaire right now. Oh, yeah. Easy. Hey, if not more, um, we'll go to receivers. And I've talked about mine, but I'm going to keep throwing it out there. Robert Woods, he is a – ADP is uh, 20 right now. He's our wide receiver nine. So, you, everybody knows why I'm taking him because he's there way past when he needs to be. You know, last year he caught two touchdowns. That's not going to happen again. He's normally around five to six touchdowns. He caught two last year. Cooks is gone again. So, he's going to go up in that aspect. Now, I don't have him out outscoring uh, Cooper Cup on touchdowns, but I got him close. I think I got him end up with six. Six or seven projected, but, you know, I don't understand why Cup had ten last year. I think that's why everybody is drafting him so high. But even last year, Woods had five more targets than Cup did in 2019. And Cooks had 72 targets that are gone. And I really think that at least 65% of those targets are going to go to Robert Woods. Yeah. And um, I mean, that, that's my wide receiver. Who do you have? <laughs> I, I'm probably going to get laughed off this uh, this podcast from mine, but I I went a little deeper and I'm going with I'm going with Jefferson at Minnesota. I can see it. We, we got him going. He's in the 12th round, but man, I, I think I'm taking a 12th rounder that is going to give me 61 receptions. I mean, he's going to get Diggs receptions. I mean, there's no, no, no doubt about it that, that that's where he's going to play. And, and you know, 61 for seven, 760 or so and, and five touchdowns, I'm, I'm liking that down in the 12th round. If I can get someone like that in the 12th round, those are the rounds where I feel like you can really win a championship. When people are done with picking the guys with their, with their heart and you can really dig deep. And Jefferson being being that kid that's smart enough to to get in there and play right away and, and give you sixty one receptions, possibly seventy. You never know if if he starts gaining some trust there. Um, that that was mine. My mine was Jefferson from Minnesota. I'm gonna let you go ahead and do your tight end because you talk about being laughed at. I'm, when I throw my tight end out there, I'm really gonna be laughed at. So you go first. All right. I I took I threw two of them out there because I know who yours is, and I would have probably done the same thing. But uh, I first was looking at at at, at Cook going. That, that's a good, pretty good value. But uh, you know, if if you miss up on some of these guys and you don't have 
of those top rated guys. I I would look, and Cook's gone. I would look at someone like a Goddard. I mean, we've we've got him at at 137 points, five touchdowns. Uh, difference in in Cook and Goddard. I, I throw points out there all the time. Is 147 for Cook and 137 for Goddard. That's 10 points, but that's three rounds. All right, so if you you can get something else right there in Cook's range in, in the ninth round, and, and you can grab a Goddard in the twelfth. Uh, you know, taking a Jefferson in the eleventh and Goddard in the twelfth, you, you're you're looking you're looking pretty good right there for for your bench players. And Goddard wouldn't be a bench player; you'd be playing him because he's going to play. Yes, um, they're going to be in twelve personnel a ton of the time. Yes. Um, well, let me go ahead and throw mine out there. He is ADP tight end number 29 off the board, which is way down there. He's our number 19. Uh, it's Will Disley from Seattle. Um, yes. You know, Olsen come in. Olsen has got the age thing. Uh, I just don't see him playing all 16 games. I don't see him going away from Disley. When Disley played last year in the games before he was – the ones he missed hurt, he averaged 3.8 receptions per game, which is a lot for a tight end. Uh, <laughs> now, it won't hold up to that, but it's going to be close. If he gets three a game, that's 48 catches. As a tight end, 29, he's almost the last tight end off the board for 32 teams. But I just – when he was there, Wilson looked for him. He looked really good in doing that. And my thing is with tight ends, if you don't have the nerve to get Kelsey or Kittle, even maybe Waller early, more, more so, if you if you don't take Kelsey or Kittle, skip that next bunch of tight ends, load up on running back receiver or get you a quarterback, and go late and get one of these guys who's going to get you 40, 50 catches and be happy with that. Absolutely. Because you're looking at, at, at down there – You've got Fant down there. You got Jarwin down there. That's going to be a fifty catch guy. Goddard's going to be fifty catches. Disley's going to catch fifty. Um, you know, Hawkinson in Detroit's liable to catch right at fifty with 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 their quarterback back. I mean, so you can definitely, if you want to wait, you can grab one of these guys. If you don't get some, but one of those big ones early that are absolutely. Uh, another wide receiver one in your, uh, on your team, you can wait. And and Disley is – Disley won us some money in, in some DFS last year, and he'll do it again, I'm sure, because he, he'll be – he'll come in at $3,800 or something like that, and we'll be yep. able to put him in there, and he's going he's gonna to get eight times that money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't tell you about the next little segment we're going to do, but I'm going to throw you out there in front of the bus. Uh-oh. I'm going to name – we'll call this let, – let Wick pick them here on, on running backs. I'm going to give you two names. You tell me who you're drafting in a PPR league. Okay. First one I'll go, we'll go Clyde Edward-Hilaire or Mark Ingram. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Ingram. Ingram. All right. The next one, Josh Jacobs, Melvin Gordon. Jacobs. All right. We'll get a couple more here. Uh, oh, my gosh. 
that was a tough one right there. I'm saving the tough one for last. Oh, great. I'll go with one of your guys you named, David Montgomery or Cam Akers. Cam Akers. All right. Let me get out here in our low part of it. Duke Johnson. Chris Thompson. Ooh. Is Chris Thompson going to be the old Chris Thompson? Uh, I'm going to go out on the and I'm going to say Chris Thompson. All right. I got two left for you. Aaron Jones. Miles Sanders. Oh, can I explain why? Absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna take Miles Sanders. Even though we've got Miles Sanders and, and we got Miles Sanders as our as our tenth back and I think Aaron, Aaron Jones is oh right behind Henry, I'm trying to think six, seven, seven. somewhere right seven. in there. Yeah, I I'm looking at our rankings to pull these names out. Okay, so so I'm looking I I'm looking at Sanders and I'm looking now what I'm doing when I look at those two and I have an opportunity, I, one, I'll look at, at, at easy schedules, stuff like that. But I'm looking at systems, and I'm just a I – wouldn't, I wouldn't hate anybody if they took Jones over him, but I, I'm just really – I'm having a tough time with Green Bay right now. I understand. And so I, I want to take the for sure thing, and I'm going to take the for sure – points from from Sanders and it could come up and bite me in the rear end but but I know I'm going to be steady Eddie with Sanders and I'm not sure what I'm getting with Jones and that team really I got you well I'm gonna this is the one I've been waiting on oh dear PPR league you're on the clock second pick McCaffrey's gone you taking Elliot or Barkley I'm taking (laughs) I'm taking Elliot I 100% agree. Uh, I'm just going to say what you said. If you got, if you uh, had the wide receivers pulled up, you can throw some out to me and we'll end like that. All right. I can do that. Um, that's just see. something I thought I'd throw out there just to people kind of see what, you know, just because our rankings are what they are. I mean, when it gets closer to time and these are a little more figured, set in stone, then, yes, we'll go by our rankings. But until that time gets here, you kind of lean a little more on the system that they're in as opposed to what their numbers actually say. Yes. And and a lot of, of, of running back stuff too now has got to come from their defense. Are they going to be in plus scripts, minus scripts, yep. and, and stuff like that? And, and when you start reading this stuff and the little trades they're doing, the free agent stuff they're doing, and, and offensive lines, and sometimes you just got to – Go with your gut. Got you. Well, we'll knock a few of these receivers out, and then we'll close it out with what's coming up next, and that'll be it for today. All right. Here's one for you right here. All right. This is (laughs) because I'm going to need this when I start drafting. We got Landry or Fuller. I'm Landry all day just because in the back of my mind is the injury bug for Fuller. Yeah, and see, now, 
that that's exactly what we just got done talking about that people need to know they're in the same little group that if so we don't tilt when we're when we're drafting and they're in that group together but we actually got fuller grouped at point wise a little bit ahead of landry but I, i'm with you yeah you know we talk and that's a good point the groups when it gets closer to time we're going to put these in tiers and we're going to pull out of those tiers instead of saying all right josh jacobs is my next running back off the board it's not going to be like that. It's going to be, all right, my next group of running backs off the board. I can take Mixon, Jacobs, Connor, Bell, Gordon, Gurley, whoever I like, the situation I got going on. And that's how you want the draft. You don't want to leave a draft. If your heart is set on Will Fuller and you think he's going to be a star and him and Landry are sitting there, just because I chose Landry, when you get through with your draft, if you chose Landry, but that ain't really who you wanted, you're not going to feel good about that until game starts. Yeah. So make yourself feel good. All right, give me a couple more. We gain this up. All right, let's do. Uh, let's let's stay in the in, in the NFC, and you have an opportunity to get Kirk or Fitzgerald. Which one are you doing? Man, I hate to go against the old man. <laughs> That's because we're old. I'm going. I'm. Hey, I'm. I gotta go, Christian Kirk. I just. Uh, I think Hopkins is gonna help phase out. Larry Fitzgerald, he's going to go out, you know. I think this will be his last year, and Kirk is an up-and-comer. And I, I just – I think he – just by a hair, I'll have to take Kirk over Fitzgerald. All right. I got two more for you. This one's going to be a good one. I'm taking one from a different group and, and one from another one. It, uh, we taking Watkins or Golden Tate? Woo. Oh. Uh. Silence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Watkins for the Mahomes effect. Again. Perfect. I think they're going to score a ton more points than New York's going to score. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a that's a good one. And, and last but not least, we got A.J. Green against my boy Ridley. And let's put, let, let's make it easier. We're gonna have a we'll have a healthy AJ Green. Oh, healthy AJ Green. It's AJ Green. I I'm if you're guaranteeing me both of them sixteen games, it's AJ Green. If you're not guaranteeing me sixteen games, and I have to pick today, not knowing what the season holds, oh, I still got lean AJ Green. I mean, they're gonna be a negative game script. They're gonna have to throw it. I just I just know what A.J. Green can do when he's healthy, and he will be the alpha receiver on that team if he's 100% healthy. I think we got Boyd a little higher than him, if I remember right, just because we didn't project A.J. Green for 16 games. Ridley's not the alpha guy on that Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah. So I just – I'd have to go A.J. Green there. We actually got A.J. Green a couple higher than, than Boyd. Not many, but okay. Well, I mean, but we do. We that that was. You're right on the money. I I, my, I couldn't remember, but well, that's it for what we did today. Now the few things coming up next. I know we gave the jersey away. I got it in the mail today. Uh, he should be receiving it in a couple of days. Uh, the next thing we'll do, we'll take all our rankings and and have a rankings versus ADP uh, kind of podcast next. 
and then we'll get into some ACR stuff. But feel free if to message us on Twitter if you want to. Um, an example of what we're getting, we've had a couple people that are in drafts uh, kind of message us an hour before their draft and kind of talk about strategy and all, and we kind of walk them through some things, um, you know, and both of us get on there and talk about it. And even last night, you know, a guy got stuck a couple times or seeing what was coming, just kind of see what he's thinking, and we kind of tell him what I'm thinking or what Coach Wick is thinking. You know, we're not one to say this is exactly what you need to do. We want to be able to show you what we have learned over the years as opposed to making the decisions for you Uh, and just learn about point differentials and learning about what's left and what's gone off the board and, you know, things like that. Uh, It was really fun last night sitting down and kind of walking through a draft and while somebody else drafts and you're not under the immense pressure that, oh, I got the next pick and you would just kind of lay out four or five picks in a row and kind of this, this happens, this is what you do and things like that. Um, but shoot us any kind of message you got, any questions, we'll talk about whatever, and we'll get, get, get into some strategy, uh, draft things closer to when that draft deadline comes and just hope and pray that there is an NFL season for us to uh, play fantasy football on. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, Coach. Well, until next time, man, good All talk right, to you. See you. Thanks for listening. Be sure and follow us on Twitter at Common Man DFS. Until next time.